Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. Okay, listeners, we're back for the Christmas episode of your Smart Retirement Podcast. Welcome back, listeners, and welcome back, Matt Hollander. How are we doing, Mike? I'm feeling pretty jolly over here. It's the week yep. of Christmas. Yep. I got Christmas decorations inside, outside. I got the Christmas music playing. Um, feels like every radio station when I get into my car, when I actually use my car, is playing Christmas music. So I'm yes. just thinking it's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas all day long today. We got a special edition for our, our listeners. Either after this episode, they're going to love us more or they're going to think we're ridiculous. Or absolutely insane. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. So it won't be a long episode for us listeners, but it will be a fun one. Um, and before we get into what our, what is known as our 12 Days of Christmas Index, uh, which should be slightly entertaining, um, I wanted to just thank everyone for a great year. This is our first full calendar to calendar year doing the Smart Retirement Podcast. We started up in August of 2019. Um, for those of you who are just getting to know us, please go check out our website, smartretirementpodcast.com um, and uh, forward slash episodes. You'll see all of season one, all of season two. When we end out each calendar year, we, we call the next year a season. So starting January, when we film our, when we uh, record our first episode, that'll be season three. Um, Matt, we had all types of guests last year. I want to thank those guests for coming on the show. Um, I think the the guests add a nice element to our podcast, and, and they provide our listeners with some different ideas. Man, I, I won't go through the whole list, but we had some great ones. We had um, we had a hard money lender that talked to our listeners about how to invest and become a bank. Um, we had a, a gentleman that's doing some some very unique. I, I mean, unique in the ways that. Because making people equity partners with his company. So getting cash out of your real estate, whether it's a second home, a primary residence, a, an investment property. And uh, I can't think of the name of that episode right now. I think it was, but, uh, but look through the, uh, we'll, we'll grab that. And then gosh, we had so many others, but, but the best part about this show has been that, you know, Matt and I have been consistently every two weeks giving you guys content that we think just supplements things you may already be thinking about, may already be focusing on in retirement. We're not trying to totally change everything you do, but we're trying to sprinkle in, pepper in advice that we have given to our clients and we've seen our clients provide to us that have helped them be successful in retirement. So we hope that you guys all appreciate it. We're looking forward to another year, right, Matt? Absolutely. And uh, one of the things, listeners, that we're excited to bring to you next year is uh, we'll be able to have a video for you so you get to watch Mike and I record the podcast. So that'll be something you'll be able to check out on our Facebook. Uh, we'll probably end up doing like a Facebook live for that when we uh, record the episodes, uh, but then also on YouTube. So we'll have a YouTube channel. You'll be able to tune in there as well. So exciting things to come in 2021. So you're telling me I'm going to have to put makeup on? Um, at least put clothes on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> from the from the waist up. From Correct. the waist up. Yeah. Correct. We should be pros at that by now with all this digital and uh, you know virtual meetings we've been doing this year, right? So. I got a funny. I have a funny joke, listeners, and this is. I read this. Uh, the number one request term or like social media request this year is turn your mic on. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think of all the Zoom meetings you've been in this year where it's like either forced upon you like administrative Zoom meetings or maybe they were sales meetings or maybe they were even just, you know, the casual family cocktail hour, um, which I did a couple of those. Uh, <laughs> every time someone starts going on and on and on and you're like, hey, you're muted. Turn on your your mic. And I, I look, oh my gosh. So that, that was the number one social media comment That's this hilarious. year. That's yeah, it's good stuff. It's believable. And since we're being funny, I want to go ahead and get right into our Christmas index. Uh, listeners, this is something we'll probably do every year. It's put on by PNC Bank. Um, it's a, they use the 12 days of, they, oh, my power just went out. That's too bad. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Let me see if I can. Can you still hear me, Matt? Yeah, you're good to go. Okay, great. You're good well, to go. Let me get through these 12 days of Christmas because my computer still works. And then when we take a break, I'll just go switch the power back on. Sounds like a plan to me. The show must go on, listeners. <laughs> All right. So It must have been Saturn and Jupiter aligning last night that just kind of thrown everything off. Yeah. Yeah. It was the star of Bethlehem. That's what did it. <laughs> okay, so uh, PNC Bank uses the the famous song 12 Days of Christmas to help us understand some of the index or the inflation, if you will, that's gone on this year. Because what's interesting is that some of the prices have gone up, but some prices have gone way down. Right, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yep. So without further ado, on the first day of Christmas, my true love bring to me a partridge in a pear tree. And while 2020 was anything but predictable... The partridge sheltered in place and as the price for him and the pear tree remains unchanged from 2019. A pear tree and a partridge in it will still cost you $210.18. So that's pretty amazing. Okay, so that one hasn't changed. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves. And this is going to blow your mind, but turtle doves are up 50%, Matt. Yeah, wow. Cost of the the flighty pair soared amidst market volatility this year, reaching the highest increase of any item on this year's index, up from 50% in cost from last year. The the turtle doves were anything but slow to illustrate how how to increase, how increase in demand impacts pricing. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, think about it. We're seeing increases in prices for lumber. Right. Um, anyone that listed their house this year and tried to sell it saw an increase in their price. Minimal demand. Not a lot of turtle doves out there, Matt. So listeners, if you're thinking about getting a turtle dove for your loved one, you better expect to pay 50% more. Interesting. On the, on the third day of Christmas, my true love brought to me three French hens. Now, French hens flock together with the other fowl and the index is... Um, Increasing in price from 2019, this trio will cost your true love $210 this year. So that's 15% more than last year. So the three the three French hens, 15%. We've got six. We've got some other birds on this thing, if I'm not mistaken. 
In fact, on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love brought to me four calling birds. Um, Do you guys have calling birds out in Arizona? Uh, We do. You do? We do. I can't remember seeing any of them in the cactus or cacti. Is that how you refer to cactus? (laughs) Cacti. Yep. Cacti. Cacti. The four calling birds are sticking their hol- to their holiday tradition in 2020, and the price tag is going to remain un- unchanged. So that's pretty friendly. Um, I would agree. The infamous fifth day of Christmas. We're going to get away from some birds here, and we're going to talk about gold. That's right. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love brings to me, or I bring to her, however you want to sing the song. Five golden rings and gold. We know that gold and precious metals have gone up this year. It's a great hedge, uh, but it's up 14.5%. So a coupling between commodities and consumer prices this Christmas as investors' interest in the precious metal grew and the onset of the pandemic, so did in its price. So what's interesting is, you know, I've seen with rose gold, you know, that's been popular the last two or three years. Right. So this can make some sense here, but um, let's move on. Listeners, if you're still there listening to us and you haven't turned off the podcast yet, <laughs> on the sixth day of Christmas, we had six geese a laying. And geese, I got to tell you, if you own a geese, it might be a good time to sell. They're up 36% this year, man. <laughs> Proving that 2020 has been for the birds, the six geese laying proved to be one of the bag the bad eggs on the index with a 35% price increase. I gotta imagine that they're just staying away from each other due to COVID, you know, and they're not they're not mating as much as they used to. Sure. You got yeah, any more birds? Yeah, we got another bird here. This might be the last one, I believe. So we've got on the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Seven swans of swimming. Say that 10 times fast. Seven swans of swimming. Seven swans of swimming. I can't do it. Um, (laughs) Swans are swimming in cash as the most expensive overall gift, $13,125 for a swan. That's not not discounted, boys and girls. That's expensive. Your true love will pay $13,125 to buy them in all of 2020. But the good news is the cost didn't go up from 2019. Okay, this is where it starts to change its tune a bit, Matt, and it loses some of its humor because we're running into the eighth day of Christmas where we have eight maids of milking. And unfortunately, many of you are aware of this, but as a federal minimum wage remained unchanged in 2020, so does the cost of eight maids of milking, holding steadily at $58 an hour. These lady laborers are happy to oblige, assuming social distancing practices are in place and face masks are plenty this year this holiday season if this is where the song gets really joyful except for in 2020 we don't have a lot of availability on the last couple of uh gifts that my true love's going to bring to me in on the ninth day of christmas we have nine ladies dancing but i don't have any available data for that in our 2020 index because as of covid19 has caused the curtain to drop On most live performances, the nine ladies dancing will not have to dash through the snow to entertain in person. I'm going to go ahead and just speak for the nine ladies here. I'm pretty sure they're happy about taking the year off. Could be. I mean, if I was a lady dancing, 
let's just not picture that, but let's just say I was, I'd be laying by the fire. I'd have a cup of eggnog. I'm going to get back to it next year, right? In 2021, I'll be dancing again. We hope so. On the 10th day of Christmas, my true love brings to me 10 lords a-leaping. Now, if there aren't ladies dancing, I assure you, there are not lords leaping. Similar to the dancing counterparts, the 10 lords a-leaping are mostly grounded this year as benchmark ballet companies report the performance. The performances are halted this season for the holidays. No nutcracker this year, Grandma. No nutcracker. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, when I was out in New York, the, what, about a week and a half ago, um, it was interesting walking down, you know, Times Square Broadway area where all the musicals are. Yeah. It is It is a ghost town. Yeah. And it's very eerie. Yeah. Um, we got to get it, that stuff coming back. Absolutely. Sooner rather than later. But I think with this whole vaccine thing rolling out uh, should help. Well, just so we don't lose every listener, let me get through this, right, man. Keep going. On the 11th day of Christmas, my true love bright to me, 11 pipers piping. And I feel like we should just expedite through this. Okay, so the pipers aren't piping this year due to COVID. COVID ruined everything. 12 drummers are drumming. They're not drumming. If you have a drummer in your family, I'm sure you're sick of it by now because they're playing in your house and you can't go anywhere. So, yeah, that's the rest of the song. And it's not great in the be- in the end, but the... But listeners, we wanted to share some holiday cheer with you, and I thought this was the best way to do it, to stay somewhat, somewhat on point with, you know, inflation and and indexes since we're a a finance show, but uh, sharing some Christmas joy with you as well. Matt, why don't we take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about some of our projections in 2021. We're going to talk about why the stock market is still at all-time highs and why that might be driving people nuts. Um, I'd like to touch on some reasons why in the U.S. economy, we aren't affected by this as much as some of the European economies are. So listeners, stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, guys, Mike Points, co-host of Smart Retirement Podcast and a licensed loan officer. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you sat down with your mortgage officer to discuss how your mortgage is going to affect you during retirement or how the current products and laws out there now are different from when you originally got your mortgage? Allow my team of retirement specialists and myself to put together a proposal for you that shows all of the different products and options you have right now. This is something we can implement in the next one to two months that helps you improve your current situation. If you're not able to remove your mortgage payment with your current mortgage, if you're not able to tap into the liquidity, and if you're not able to prepare better for healthcare costs, I want to show you how we can do that. So please contact me by calling 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Once again, that's 866-53-RETIRE, option two, or contact me at info at smartretirementcast.com. Look forward to hearing from you soon. And MLS number 1246224. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS number 328358. Mike Points is a licensed loan officer in California, NMLS number 1246224, and is only licensed to offer advice on mortgage products. He is not licensed as an investment advisor. All of the mortgage products Mike Points will discuss on this show are for educational purposes, and these products should be reviewed by a licensed loan officer before taking these mortgages on as your own, as they may not fit your specific situation or needs. you made through the year you'll get yours if 
You've done everything you should Extra special good He'll make this December The one you'll remember The best and the merriest you ever did have Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag Christmas is here again Okay, listeners, I promise we won't do another Christmas song on this episode but I hope you enjoyed that. I mean, come on, Matt. If, if, you, if you're going to pick a Christmas song, why not do the 12 Days of Christmas, right? Yeah. No, I thought it was uh, different for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of different, everyone has a different holiday tradition. Um, one of mine that I love, my grandma, uh, she helped raise me. She's a great, great lady. She passed away when I was about 14. Um she makes these stuffed rolls. So essentially you just carve out the middle of a dinner roll and you make this amazing, like cheesy, like gooey cheese, ground beef and olive. And just think of all the great stuff that Italians eat. Ooh. You saute that all together and you stuff it in the roll and then you bake the roll in the oven. You wrap it up in foil and you bake it at 350 for about 35 to 40 minutes so that the, outside of the bread gets kind of like a, a crunch to it and it melds all that stuff inside the roll. I'm and then you, you have that with a, with a cup or a bowl of uh, homemade minestrone soup. That's, that's our Christmas Eve tradition. So this year, Erica has to work. Uh, my wife is a nurse practitioner here in, in California. And so she has, she gets off at like eight o'clock on Christmas Eve. So I'm going to be putting that together christmas eve and having it ready for when she comes home but that's a i mean everyone in my family pretty much does the same thing after grandma passed away we don't get together as much which is probably common in a lot of families but she was like the matriarch you know we all came to her house and she made it for everyone she made like a hundred of these things but all the families kind of independently on christmas eve will like send photos through facebook messenger or text messages like hey we're having the rolls so that's our tradition Nice. I'm, I'm going to be uh, forced to uh, smoke a uh, prime rib. Mm. Uh, Mom used to take care of doing the prime rib uh, until they found out how good it tastes when it comes off of a Traeger smoker. Right. So and I will be going to the store and getting a large six bone and throwing it on there and smoking it for four or five hours. So that'll be good. Dynamite. Good times. Yeah. I mean, for many families, food is a big part of our holiday, you know, Um. And it might even make us a little bit bigger than we want to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But getting back into the show, guys, what we want to do this second half of of the the show, we'll probably take another 10 to 12 minutes and just talk to you a little bit about our projections in 2021. Now, neither Matt or I are economists, but we have our own projections of what we think is going to happen. Also want to talk to what's probably been going through your mind if you watch the financial news a couple days a week or every day is... How in God's name is the stock market back and above where we were before this pandemic hit? And we've got a couple reasons why that is. But um, Matt, I want you to kind of roll into the first one because I think there's four main reasons why we see this to be true. And and this isn't something Matt and I just put together ourselves. We looked at a bunch of different articles and we found continuity in the articles. Um, Matt, go ahead and start us off, would you? Uh, why the stock market still doing amazingly well in the U.S. Sure. Yeah, I mean, what's really interesting, and Mike, I know you during the break, you and I were chatting about this a little bit, but, you know, as far as where the market was, we hit our low point in March. Yeah, I've got I it believe. at March 24th. 
And if we're looking at the Dow directly, it was around 18,000 that we hit. Now we're we're sitting at like 30,000, a little over 30,000 as I'm not sure exactly where we're at this morning, but we we're having right about 30,000 this morning. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of interesting because, you know, you're like, OK, we've got all these people out of work. We've got a lot of shutdowns and things going on. Why is the economy still going strong? I mean, it's going gangbusters. If you were if you were able to bail out of the market at the high point in March and then buy back in at the low and come back up with it, I mean, you've made over, what did we say, like 60% or something was the game yes. there? I mean, it's just crazy. So on, uh, March, on March 24th, the Dow was 18,591. That was the ticker, close yeah. at 18,591. Today, it's at 30,137. Okay. And that's a 60% boost if you just put all your money in at the bottom. But not a lot of people do that. And no one really knows how. No one knows what the bottom is. Only only the almanacs know, you know. And yep. but I but I think it's important to understand like why? Like why it why isn't was it gonna bottom again, Matt? We don't I mean, we don't know, right? But the, my my guess is probably not. Um, you know, as far as we're, you would ask, you know, why are we seeing it <clears throat> take off the way it is? Um, you know, we've got consumer con- confidence rising, of course, with the last night, actually, they they signed this, the the new stimulus bill in. Uh, so over the next few days, I'm sure we're going to hear about how that's going to happen. But it looks like they're going to be sending another round of stimulus checks out to anyone that qualifies for it, <clears throat> as well as uh you know, coming back and and giving a little bit of an extra federal bump on top of unemployment. So that's helping, uh, you know, people out there still going out and spending money. Now they're going to be able to afford to do that. So they think. So the stimulus is supposed to help with that. Small uh, business, other- small business financing is coming back too, right? Correct. Yep. That's exactly what I was just going to get into. So oh, some I'm more sorry. money going out to the small businesses, uh, which in reality, I mean, that's really the backbone there. But when we look at the U.S. economy in a whole, we're not looking and seeing that, you know, these mom and pop stores or the movie theaters or, you know, these large chain restaurants, they're not the main driver of the U.S. economy. I mean, they're going to equate to about 5% of the economy. That's right. So if we have 5% of the economy in a negative, but the other 95% is either flat or increasing, it would make sense that the market is still continuing to rise. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day, that's what we're seeing. And on a global scale, even, you know, we're starting to see the global economy start turning around as well as, you know, Europe and that area, parts of Asia are starting to rebound from these, this pandemic. So, yeah, the UK has got their own, their own issues. The Brexit is going on still in the middle of all this. And the prime minister has got to be sleeping like, a couple hours a night at the most, but they've got a a patent. They say the news says that they've got a new strand of COVID going on, something more contagious. So the European union is just, I mean, predominantly the UK is, is going through some serious, serious troubles right now. What I think is, but you, you hit on a great point. I mean, when you live in a small town and you see your favorite restaurant close up or your, the place you used to go when your grandkids came to town to go get candy, you know, and have them play a couple arcade games, close up. That hurts. That that that's a bummer. But that's not more than five percent of what the GDP makes up. I mean, we're in, 
industrial, where we've got uh, natural gas, you know, we've got technology. I mean, the companies like, I mean, Tesla's going nuts. Uh, Peloton, it, the the bike that you can order to come to your home and do all those online uh, cycling classes, going gangbusters, Lowe's, Home Depot. I can't get a contractor to come out to my house to rebottle my bathroom. He's six to nine months backlogged. He's got those, those guys are buying parts, buying materials, even at the local hardware store, seeing tons of revenue. I mean, my industry, the mortgage industry, we are 400% capacity right now. In three months, my industry is doing enough loans to fund a full year worth of loans. So every 90 days, we're doing 365 days worth of work. So it's just crazy. And, and I think that's why we see that. Now, stimulus is a big thing. The other thing is there's a big talk of the vaccine, right, Matt? Correct. Yeah. So the vaccine is already starting to be given to employees in the healthcare world. There's a couple tiers that we'll have to go through before it comes to us uh, civilians. But, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the show, my wife's a nurse practitioner. She works in urgent cares and she'll be taking the vaccine on the 26th of December. And so it's out there. It's starting to be implemented. How people are responding to that, very political. That's not for us to get into on the show. But I do think that the fact that it's out there starts to tell people that are investing that this thing's coming to an end. Right. Well, you know, and without getting too without getting too political with it. Um, you know, everyone, I think one of the biggest debates everyone's kind of saying with this vaccine is how do they create it so quickly? Right. But we have to look at our healthcare industry and how advanced it has become. Um, you know, I mean, think about building a car back in the 1800s compared to how, how quickly a Ford could build a car today. I, you know, they, I think they can build a car in less than a day. Right. Um, you know, so that is if we look at that and equate that to the same thing with healthcare. Uh, at the end of the day, there's been other SARS uh, infections. So essentially, they basically took what would have been, I guess, our flu shot and had to change some of the strains in it to create some of the uh, basically your body to start pumping out the antibodies inside of it. I actually had a long conversation with my doctor yesterday about it. So but I think what's going to be interesting going into 2021 is I think the fear of people taking it's going to reduce as more and more people take it, less people are having adverse reactions to it. And I think 2021 has a bright horizon for us in the future. Now, I don't think it's going to be right away in 2021. I think these states like New York, California, some of the states that have had and been hit extremely hard by this this virus, it's going to take a lot of time to get the vaccine out to all of their residents. So in reality, I mean, Bill Gates was talking about it. And he thinks, you know, we're still probably four to six months out. Um, I think for a full reopening of the country, he's probably right. I think he thinks that, yeah, I think at four to six months out, full reopening, but, but potentially this thing's going to be rearing its ugly head still in 2022 in the sense of, you know, really getting back to normal. Right. I have two dogs. I walk them every day and, you know, I've found just a study I've done myself internally is that the more information that comes out about this virus, the more people walk further away from me when I'm walking by them on the path. You know, I got people like getting off the path onto the grass to walk around me now. That's so, socially like 
how, we're not going to be able to just jump back into this thing and be like, hey, or maybe we'll go to the complete opposite. Maybe we'll be like way more likely to shake hands and be be friendly. I have no idea. As far as investments go and planning for retirement, you know, we talk about we talk about the ability to go through a year and plan for risk and give yourself liquidity in other ways. So if you are currently living off of your IRA distributions and, you know, every time you take a distribution, you sell stock, try to get yourself, protect yourself from these sequence of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Matt? I'm, I'm, the you're, looking, you're looking for sequence for returns risk? Yeah, thank you. Sequence you bring it return. back. That, that was a good show. Uh, listeners, if you haven't listened into that one, uh, going into 2021, understanding the seven risks you can face in retirement. It's in our episode catalog, probably four episodes back, and then you've got a series of four of them. Go back and take a listen to that if you haven't. Um, we I recorded think- it on October 13th. So when you look Perfect. at the episodes, the one for, it's part three of our seven risks you'll face in retirement. Okay. Yeah, I mean, even listen to all four of them. Um, I thought they were very helpful and insightful in a lot of ways. So, yeah, that's a great one, Matt. If you're listening, if you haven't listened to the part, the four part series, the seven risks you'll face in retirement, go listen to that. I think also, you, you know, that this is a year where you need to give yourself, give, be patient. I mean, as you can see, if you stayed in in March and you came back, you went up quite a bit. If you, especially if you did what many of us that are still, you know, working did, which every month I got paid, I made a contribution to my 401k. So if you get in that habit of dollar cost averaging and just continuing to put money in the economy, you'll get it. You'll sometimes you'll buy, buy in at a discount. Sometimes you'll buy it at a premium, but it ends up being a great long-term play. But I do like to always mention that the number one thing I see retirees do poorly when I'm sitting down with them, completing loan applications for a refinance, whether it's cash out or rate and term, is they don't give themselves enough cash or access to cash to protect themselves to, throughout retirement. So just focus on that this year, listeners, in 2021. Sit back and enjoy the ride. I don't think that it's really going to be uh, a year where we can say the coronavirus is behind us. Personally, I don't think that. But I do think it's a year where buying local and doing stuff in your community has never been more important because even though these small companies only make up 5% of the GDP, they make up, you know, a big percentage of our heart and why we love our communities It's because we love to go to those restaurants. We love to go to our little downtown. So if you can, if you have the funds available, pay extra and go local. Cause I know sometimes it's a little bit more. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, Continue to drop by your your favorite restaurants and order takeout. Just do it um, and support these guys. It's going to be a rough rough winter for the restaurant and bar business. Um, I'm cu- I'm curious to see how Arizona does when we get back into March, when we normally have our spring training. I, it'll be interesting to see. Do we have a spring training this year? Uh, that's one of the key drivers for the uh, Phoenix Scottsdale area. Uh, with the tourism from that, um, you know, the pandemic hit right in the middle of spring training this year. Uh, Mike, I think you actually came out for some games with your dad and on your way out, you found out the games were now canceled and you came out anyways and we had a good time that, but, um, yeah, you're bringing up some bad memories. It, hey, it's been an interesting year, but at the end yeah. of the day, like you said, 
you know, let's go into 2021 with our eyes open and, you know, hope for the best. Yeah, I do think that it's a year where we just have to be patient. Um, you know, don't be afraid to uh, I would not disengage this year from the finance world. Just, you know, throw the money channel on every morning and see what's happening. I think it'll just give you a little bit more uh, information to think about throughout the day. Also, listeners, please, please, please email us info at smartretirementcast.net. Dot com. I knew I, I knew I would catch you there, Matt. That was a quiz <laughs> you passed. So info at smartretirementcast.com. Send us some topics you want us to touch on. Maybe something you've gotten in debate with uh, a friend or family member. Uh, maybe it's something you want to learn more about. If it's something that you want to uh, learn more about and we're not great at it, we'll get a guest. We have a couple guests coming on. Matt, as Matt mentioned, we're going to start filming our uh, podcast. So in addition to listening to us, you could also watch us communicate and see our interactions. We're actually good friends off the show. So I think that you'll appreciate that. It might be a little bit more entertaining. And we're looking forward to another great year of Smart Retirement Podcast. Absolutely. And uh, listeners, you know, if you're out there and you're saying, okay, I need a little bit of help going into 2021, one of those New Year's resolutions might be that, uh, you know, I want to get my finances in order. I want to make sure I've got a plan. And Mike, you and I talk on this show all the time about how important it is to have some type of plan. Um, if you're looking to get some planning done and you're interested, I'll go ahead and offer to any of our listeners out there a complimentary retirement master plan. Uh, you can email or phone call uh, at 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. Option one, I'll get you to myself, Matt Hollander. Option two, we'll get you over to Mike Points. But with this retirement plan, it'll give you an idea of how long your money realistically is going to last through your retirement with your current plan and really give us a, a starting point to start making some recommendations. And that's absolutely complimentary to all of our listeners out there. So again, just either shoot us an email at info at smartretirementcast.com or phone call at 866-53-RETIRE. So Mike, this I think is probably the end of uh, the episode for today and the last episode of 2020. That's right. That'll do it. That'll do it. Well, listeners, we thank you for continuing to tune in and listen with us. Uh, please, on any of the podcast services that you're listening to us on, uh, please remember, give us a little rating. It helps us, you know, step up higher in the charts when people start searching for retirement topics. Uh, that would be the one gift that we ask from you if you could do for us. So um, I guess this will be the last time we get to say this this year, but let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. Thanks for tuning in today. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224.